0: Hi, I'm Jen Sherlock, and welcome to my lifestyle podcast, Live Without a Net. The podcast showcases people who live fearlessly and have the ambition to create something. I'll showcase change makers who have decided to let go of their safety net in order to survive. So let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Jen Sherlock, welcome to Live Without a Net. And I have a great guest here today. Her name is Jennifer Musser. Jennifer, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Hi, Jen. So tell us about your consulting firm. And I loved how you said your grandma always told you growing up, you know, what's meant to be is meant to be. And now here you are with your own company, you're a founder of your own consulting business for both, you know, financial and operational things within companies, and you're doing it all now. So I kind of want to hear about how you got here and how the journey's
1: been. So my journey started in the big business world. Uh, I did consulting for different companies like PricewaterhouseCoopers, Marsha McLennan, moved into corporate finance roles. And fast forward to COVID during the pandemic, 2020, I used the time to figure out what was next for Jennifer. Where was I, where was I headed and where did I want my career to go? And so long story short, I decided that I wanted to use my big business uh, experience in the finance operations areas and really help small businesses strategize and move forward especially coming out of COVID with the challenges that they were facing and I knew I could be useful and help in a in a way that would be mutually beneficial, meaning I'd feel really satisfied every day waking up, and I could help a lot of small businesses out there. That is kind of related to what you mentioned, Jen, about what uh, what you know. My grandma told me. So I was close with my uh, my mom's mom growing up, and she used to say to me, uh, "Jen Jennifer what's meant to be." Will be, and I hear that in my head every day. We'll probably talk more about that later with the entrepreneurial life of just <laughs> letting things unfold in their time. And uh, definitely, the journeys taught me some patience in that regard. And so now I wake up happy to uh, to help clients, and I really look forward to getting out of the bed in the morning. So it's a beautiful thing. I love that. Yeah, you said there's not one thing that you fear getting
0: up in the morning when we were off camera. So I think that's awesome.
1: I, I can tell in your face, you just glow about it. Thank you. It's, it's really awesome when you take experience with you that at the time may have been good or not so good or ever, anything in between. And you bring that with you to a different spot in your life and that's kind of what I did and in the back of my mind years ago I thought that I wanted to go into consulting and go out on my own and venture off a little bit and I I didn't because I was in this well what if that and what if this and and I think COVID for me, that, that 2020 year, I just had this realization that life is so precious and so many people went through some really awful things during that time. But for us who came out of it, okay, it's it's like, what do we learn? What do we do? And And for me, I just feel like, felt like, and I still do. I'm done with the what ifs. I just want to live a fulfilled life. And um, sometimes that's saying goodbye to the world you lived in. And for me, that was that whole corporate world. And I said goodbye, but I'm I'm taking aspects of it with me. Yeah. Um, what would you say
0: is the biggest learning curve for you going from a, a corporation to what you do now?
1: Gosh, <laughs> doing everything yourself. Right. Um, in the we talked a little bit about this before, Jen. In the in the corporate space, you have various departments. And especially if you're at a big company, you, <laughs> you have you may have a mail room or this or that. And when you're out on your own starting starting a company, you uh you know. If I need stamps, I, I'm going to the post office type of thing. So, it's it's very different in that regard. And it's also been an education because some days I'm I'm wearing many many different hats. Actually, every day, right? We talked about that too.
0: <laughs> and in terms of you know helping people, what you do every day. So, can clients just come to you for like? you know, one issue or one question and schedule something with you? Or do you book on a retainer basis? How does it work just so any of our listeners can understand?
1: Great question. So when I started out doing this work, I wanted it to be personalized solutions. And by that, I mean, if somebody needs help with one aspect, whether it's an hour or a few weeks or whatever, I, I'm there for them. And sometimes that literally is one hour. And then there's other projects that say they need they need a, a project like a business plan or help with a budget or forecasting, and that's more ongoing. But the services I offer are geared toward what they need when they need it and realizing that small businesses don't have an unlimited uh resource financially to to just hire consultants and spend a ton of money so i flex with them and they can come to me and just uh, book a complimentary 30 second exploratory session and talk through their issues and i've also done those where they get unstuck in, in 30 minutes and then it's like you know Okay. And I've also gotten referrals from that too. So it's a, uh, for anybody out there, I've been told, don't give free advice. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I say, that's not how I roll because I like to give and to give without necessarily wanting or expecting anything in return. But I find that it, it has a way of flowing back to you one way or the other. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so true. So how have how the years differ, like differentiated between COVID and now? Were you slow when you first started in 2020 and then now you know things are back to normal? Or have you always had like a, a steady flow of business? and you know people might have talked to you about the PPP loans or the EIDL loans? Like I mean, I'm sure that kept you busy just being in the, the financial world itself
1: right so in the beginning it was slow in the respect of well th- uh, three things really covid number one number two i was launching so i was figuring stuff out so i because i needed the time for administrative and backbone type things to to launch with a foundation that i felt comfortable with i wasn't looking to bring in a ton of clients at that time, which worked out well. And then post-COVID is um, different in the sense of some of the struggles are still there for small businesses. Uh, For example, uh, price increases and that sort of stuff. How much do they pass along to their clients? How do they communicate that? That's kind of a hot topic um, coming out of the pandemic. And it also takes some time to develop what kinds of clients you want to attract. So anybody out there um, trying to figure that out, I'd say um, when you're starting out, I did a lot of trial and error and that's okay. You kind of need that to know what works and what doesn't work and who you who your target audience really is. And all the marketing
0: is you right now. Are people just coming to you like word of mouth, or are you doing some advertising?
1: That's a good question. Trial and error. So I did a bunch of advertising, and that's been experimental. What sticks? What doesn't stick? Am I am I reaching the ideal uh, client base? And so the marketing. I'm a consultant who uses consultants to help me. So I've I've received assistance from different marketing folks along the way that have helped me um, like I help other companies. So it's kind of cool in that regard. That's so great.
0: Um, What's your vision for the next, I would say, year to five years?
1: Great question. So expanding my reach, I started a blog, which is kind of a <laughs> separate journey. I started writing during the pandemic as well, and so that's been. It's called the Enlightened Leadership Blog. It's on. It's on my website. Everything there is is written by me, and that's been a way to connect with folks through. A blog, and some people have reached out because they they've seen something, or I'm talking to somebody who I didn't realize that they actually read the thing, and they mentioned something. So that's rewarding. Um, So that's one avenue, the writing as a point of communication, and then I've also been getting more into speaking, which is another avenue. So really, the next year, actually forever, my vision is really not to have just one channel of communication. So by that, I mean, there's client facing with my clients, communicating directly with them. And then there's the writing, which is a separate journey. The speaking kind of is a separate journey and just reaching as many small businesses as possible. And really with the blog, It's or even speaking, it's being useful. So if I'm writing something, putting it out there, I'm putting it out there because I think it can help somebody who reads it. Is there one tip that you can give to people in
0: finance that you would recommend? It could be anything from saving money to paying off the interest on your credit cards. Is there anything that's top of mind to you that you could just give as like a free tidbit to those listening?
1: Absolutely. There's, there's a few. So one with, with small businesses or really anybody is uh subscription. So if it's a monthly uh, cost, if it, if you're actually using it, that's great. But if you're carrying a cost that you're not using, you may want to pay attention more to how often you use it and what your return on that investment is, because that could be easy money to redirect into your your cash flow or to spend on something else. The other thing is scaling slowly. So I've seen this and. By, by that I mean just because we throw you throw money at something doesn't mean it's going to be successful or that it's going to give you a return on that investment so I've seen folks throw money at marketing or ads and I've thrown money at ads so I'm speaking based on that experience too but what is what's your goal and Are you approaching it the best way you can? And um, also growing uh, back to the scale with staffing, I've seen business owners hire, 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 but they may not be putting the right person in the right role. And then they end up with all these people (laughs) and they're not accomplishing what they're really needing. And so then they have all these people, but maybe three people are still not giving them what they're trying to accomplish if if they had the right person in the right role. So that's, um, that's a common one. So I'd say slow. And we want to fill open positions, but we need to slow down. <laughs> you know, like before you hire, just make sure that that person is really going to... To be what you need them to be, because sometimes hiring and having it be the wrong person is harder for a business owner to deal with than having a vacant position a little bit longer. Okay. What tips do you think
0: it takes or skill set for someone to be an entrepreneur?
1: Definitely creativity and courage. Courage, of course, because you're embarking on something. Where you're on a path uh, that's your own, and then confidence to go down that path and hold your head up high. Resilience is a is a big one, and we're far more resilient than we realize. And entrepreneurship <laughs> brings that brings that out. Um, time management, of course, because procrastination can really hurt you as a business owner and people skills of course because you're the face of your business and you're out and about more than you may have been in your previous careers and i think patience definitely patience i think i mentioned uh, my own journey with patience a little while ago but yes patience is very important because it takes, takes slow and steady and time for things to unfold as they need to. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned twice patience, or maybe that was about what you've learned
0: along the way is patience.
1: Yes, I still have, <laughs> I still have days where the patience is, uh, just take a deep breath, be patient. Absolutely, it's very important. So Jennifer, I think a lot of people's
0: biggest fear in becoming an entrepreneur is fear itself, that they're really scared of letting go and, you know, doing the thing they love. What do you recommend? I, you know, previously we were talking, you know, it's something that excites you. It's kind of empowering these entrepreneurs.
1: Yes, absolutely. I say, let yourself go and take that leap of faith. And to take that leap of faith, you really have to believe in yourself and your strengths and your ability to figure stuff out as you go. And I was a risk-averse person partially because I was in uh, my career. I was helping mitigate risk through my work and the in the corporate world and in the, in the global consulting space. And so that was embedded in me and I had some overcoming to do in that regard. But once you get to the other side and you just let yourself go, it's the, the freedom that comes in the, in the feeling of letting yourself go is, is so rewarding, even in the hardest moments of having your own business. It's, it's a freedom like you may not have felt before in a really, really good way. Mm-hmm.
0: That's exciting. Have you gotten anyone to take the risk?
1: No, no. I, I, I have friends who are in different different fields than me but I will say that when I told folks what I was doing and what I was embarking on some of them I mean you get the whole congratulations thing but some of their reactions were like you're doing what <laughs> what do you mean you're not because I think people just thought that I was I'd stay in the in the environment that I was in and and I ended up going into a, a different world of business ownership on my own. And I think they were surprised about that, but I haven't convinced anybody else to join me yet.
0: Yeah, there will be one eventually. And then we'll yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I hope that you convince people to jump to the other side. I always go with, well, it is hard, especially if they're, risk-averse, like you were saying, and comfortable with their corporate job. But on the other side, there's a lot of financial freedom. And that's the best part.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I I say uh, to anybody out there thinking about it, buckle your (laughs) seatbelt, because it's a really, really wild ride. And believe in yourself and also be gentle with yourself. So you have to hold yourself accountable because there's nobody... Um, really, telling you what to do when you're the um, the business owner, um, but you need to be gentle with yourself because you just need that time to breathe and and uh, not work seven days a week and that sort of thing, which is very easy to get all consumed when when you're operating your own business. So true. Thanks so much,
0: Jennifer. I think I forgot on the beginning of the show to say the name of your company, JMLA Consulting. And I know I follow you on Instagram and soon to be on Facebook. And I just want everyone to know your social media sites, your blog site, your website. You know, just how can they get a hold of you?
1: Instagram is JLMA Consulting. The blog, the Enlightened Leadership blog, is on my website, jlmaconsulting.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, Jennifer L. Musser on LinkedIn. The company page is also there too. Okay. Well, I hope everyone connects with you and
0: we'll definitely post this all over our social handles, including LinkedIn. But thank you so much for kind of getting outside your comfort zone today and explaining your journeys from the corporate world to entrepreneurship.
1: Thank you, Jen. This is great that you share folks' stories because we can all kind of help each other live more without a net, as you say, Absolutely. and learn from each other. It's really great that you do this. And it all comes down to relationships.
0: At the end of the day, I really think it comes down to relationships and then authenticity. I think if you're genuine, people can see that. So yeah, really those two things, honestly because people can see if if you really care about whether it's your job or whether just living day-to-day life and being a good person. So absolutely. It shows, totally shows. It does. Thank you. I hope you have a happy holiday season and I really appreciate this. Thank you, Jen. Well, that's it for now. Thanks everyone for joining us. Please reach out to me so I can feature you on my show. I do respond to everyone. You can find me on my Instagram at Jennifer Sherlock or my business Instagram at JennaCom. And check out our new website coming soon, livewithoutanet.com. Thanks again, and I look forward to taking risks with you.